What's up? Welcome back to the Yolk Christian Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Today is a, a, a crazy day uh, for this podcast for a couple of reasons. The first one being we have a guest star, and he is yep. a, a, an amazing dude. Kind of found him on TikTok, similar to Codus and I. Um, but long story short, like I can't get enough of this man's music. Uh, Luke, tell us about yourself, dude. Oh, well, yeah, that means a lot that you like the music. It's been, it's honestly been insane recently because, uh, my account just recently started getting views before I had, uh, I was stuck at like 900 followers. Yeah. And then I kind of overnight just it, <laughs> it just kind of went way bigger than I anticipated. But, yeah. uh, yeah, I'm from, I'm from Bernie, Texas, which is near San Antonio. And I'm a singer songwriter. If you didn't know, uh, just have always done music. And, uh, there's a cool story. I guess I'll tell later about why I do Christian music. Yeah. But uh yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, awesome, dude. So when did you find God or like like how did you find him? Okay. So um <laughs> if you've heard that song, yeah, this <laughs> this gets uh, kinda long. That song I have on like repeat all dude. day, dude. It's so good. Right? Dude, your voice <laughs> is so powerful. Thank you so much. That means a lot. That's so nice of you. Uh yeah, that song, I don't even what is it even called? Uh, I don't know, but it's like I got the, the the cold steel of the gun against my head or something. Yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. I can't stop listening to it. That's the takeaway line. Yeah, um, so, yeah. so that's – I've written more of that since then, but at the time of posting it, it was only that, that part that is in the video. But uh, that's basically my testimony in a way of how I started this uh, I was born in a Christian home, and uh, so that that just kind of labeled me as Christian from a very young age. However, that does not mean that uh, I actually had a relationship with God. And uh, while maybe I thought I did, I never really knew what it meant to pursue God with everything until recently. And mm-hmm. uh, that's where it comes into this, because where I say it's my testimony, it's not necessarily me like like knowing who God was for the first time, but um, more just of me, I don't know, just like actually understanding like this God loves me and this God cares mm-hmm. and <laughs> I want to follow this God for, yeah. for life. That's what I want to do. And wow. so um, hmm, I don't know where to start. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess I'll start with all the music stuff because that is a big, it's a big base for this. Yeah. But um. So I I wanted to do music all my life. I always have. I was uh, writing songs when I was seven years old, Christian songs too. Wow. Uh, I've just I kind of I've always done that, and it's just been something that God has put on my heart that I just love to do, and I'm thankful for that. But uh, it comes to senior year of high school, and I got to go to college somewhere, and so where I'm at now is uh, Belmont and Nashville, and it's pretty known for music over here and they have a songwriting program. So my junior year, I got into that songwriting program and, uh, but I got scared because I was like, Oh, Oh boy. Like songwriting doesn't make any money. Singing doesn't make any money. (laughs) I got it. Like at that time I wasn't living for Jesus. So that mattered a lot more than it should. And I was just kind of like, Oh, 
I need I need something that will pay the bills. I got to support a family one day. Mm-hmm. Do business. I went to Baylor University and started business, but uh, unfortunately, as I went on, I just started feeling more and more just more and more empty because I was not doing what God wanted me to do. And he opened that door to Belmont, but I pulled a Jonah. (laughs) So um, as I'm going through Baylor in business, it's getting rough. I come home for a weekend and I find myself just on my face, just crying out to God, like, God, I want to do music. I'll do it for you if you, because before this, I never thought Christian music. But in this plea, I just kind of, I guess, like, in a way, it sounds like I made a deal. But I'm just like, God, if you if you let me do music, I'll do it 100% for you. <laughs> and I just, I just want to sing, God, just let me do it. And I woke up the very next morning with a direct message from a guy saying he is a talent scout. And so that was instantly like an answer to a prayer, but I, I didn't realize it at the time because I'd forgotten about that. You know how it is when you yeah, wake no, up. Completely, completely. And so uh, I get on a phone call with this guy and he instantly is just like, well, I work for this and this and this. I won't like name specifics, but uh he basically just said, I think you're a Christian artist, which mm-hmm. made absolutely no sense considering the video that he found was my application for the Belmont songwriting program. Yeah. <laughs> that was not, it was not a Christian song, but he just said, wow. he just said he felt called to tell me that. And so <laughs> that went on and it, it, it kept going and I, I had more and more meetings until I was in Nashville meeting with this uh, manager. And so that kept going. God kept opening more doors. And before you know it, I'm working with this, with this guy. And it's just like a complete godsend. But yeah. that's why I'm, that's why I'm doing music. And that's important because uh, it's just, it's, it's part of the story where I start realizing what God wants me to do. And I start pursuing that. And, uh, because I was fearful before about music, now I had an in, and mm-hmm. I God God's good for giving that to me. I really didn't deserve that. <laughs> so uh, keep I'll keep going. Um, I I moved back home after all of this happened because it just got a little crazy for me. Yeah, and uh, so I was doing online school, but uh, the drawbacks of that are that uh, there's nobody that I I knew around. My mm-hmm. friends were in college. Uh, but yeah, that's just my mom, my dad, my sister. And so I started to get like more and more depressed, like as it went on. Yeah. But I was trying to just like keep it, keep it to myself because I mean, it's unfortunate that mental health is viewed that way, but that's just how it is. And uh, so <laughs> kept going. I was writing songs constantly. Uh, not Christian ones, I kind of like fell out with God at this point. And I was just kind of doing it for myself. And that's where the lack of purpose and motivation came from. Because I mm. I just started going down this hole of just feeling darker and darker and darker. Until um, one day, I'm in my room and like, I just feel like, all I can think now is that it was just like a demonic attack on me. Just, I don't know, I guess, 
I know that when demons attack, it's it's when you're at a point of value to the kingdom. And so it was at a point where I was making decisions about Christian music. And so this this all just starts happening in my head. It's just getting flooded with things like you're worthless. You'll never make it in music. Like you're just mm. going to, your heart's just going to get broken by this industry. Like you can't do it. You can't, you're bad. Your voice is weird. No one likes you. And it just kept just ramping up these lies that I was just succumbing to. I wasn't pushing them away. I was just like, Oh gosh, here they <laughs> all are until uh, it just got so bad. Like the thought came into my head, like, you know, I could just avoid all this like future pain for me and all this stress. And I could, I could just end my life right here. Mm. And that, that came into my head. And when that came into my head, it felt, um, unfortunately it wasn't scary. It just felt, um, just felt like, yeah, that would be great. It's an, it's an easy way. Wow. And it's just, I could go to heaven or at least that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would go to I would go to heaven, but that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I noticed a shotgun in my room in the corner that was loaded. And so I I went over to it, and I was just I just remember staring down the barrel of this thing, and I'm just thinking like that's my ticket. Like I can just I can just be free from this stress. Like at at last, I don't have to hear like all these lies carry me down all the time. And so I'm just staring into that into that gun. And uh, this is where the song lyrics come from. Because it's just like, I'm just like resting my head on it. My hand's not on the trigger or anything, but I'm just like contemplating. Yeah. And then I, um, I just like call out to God, like from the lowest of the lows. I just call out for the first time in a while. And I'm like, God, just save me. Please, I can't. I can't get out of this on my own. Like I am, I am on my own here. I'm under attack. And right when I prayed that prayer, um, the door to my room opened, and my dad comes in. And uh, funny thing, just a little backstory is that uh, me and my dad don't talk all a lot. We, I wouldn't say we have the best father-son relationship. I mean, I know he cares about me and stuff, but mm-hmm. we just we just don't talk a lot. So he just opens. He just opens the door and says, do you want to go on a walk? Just right in that moment, which is something like he has never said. And we have never wow. gone on a walk. And this was like 1, 2 a.m. Wow. And he, I went with him. And ever since then, I've just, there's just been a fire that is unable to be controlled. And uh, yeah, just writing trying to praise god with music wow that is that is a powerful testimony dude it was it was a dark time i'm glad to be out of it but just wow god is like he'll he'll save you if you ask he'll run to save you too you won't waste any time wow i uh (laughs) <laughs> so ah jeez man um i i know of at least four listeners that are listening that are going to listen to this podcast that you just spoke <laughs> to them and they related so much um <laughs> that's but great i uh 
I hadn't told you, Luke. Granted, we just started talking a couple of days ago. Um, but so I, I just recently started writing a book. But yesterday I wrote a chapter um, about my valley. Um, and then I, I, I wrote about a little bit how, uh, I guess, at the bottom of the valley, I began to dug a hole because that way I, I found my way to dig myself a hole, you know, just a little bit deeper. And uh, and so anyways, I uh, I don't know, just uh, I, the way that I can relate to, to where you were at. Um, I never, you know, held a gun to my head or anything like that. Not to that point. I'm sure I wanted to. I know I contemplated driving off the road many a times, but uh, geez, man, God is going to use you. And you don't even realize how like. <laughs> okay no like for real okay so like i'm I'm telling you i'm stuttering over my words but you are going to be used in such a grand way that words can't even begin to to fathom um geez man like okay you just heard that story you you heard you you know the lies that you were telling yourself it was was obviously satan speaking to you trying to convince you Mm -hmm. to end all things so that you couldn't do what you are called Mm -hmm. to do for christ man Mm -hmm. and and if, if you're listening and you don't yeah. Okay. So I'm 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 hearing this song that Luke's talking about, and while he was telling that story, and like, uh, it it adds like a whole like now now I'm listening to it in my head, and like it yeah. is so much more like powerful now. Like yeah, dude. But, yeah, the full story definitely helps. If you, and, if, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I've I've written more too, so that's all. That's you gotta put this thing on spotify because i will be your number one listener i guarantee you no 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 you'll be number two i got number one (laughs) (laughs) yeah guys that's Um, great but so i think anchor what we're using i think they have a a musician option not just they do yeah they do so you can upload your music on anchor dude and it'll upload it on apple music for you it'll do spotify for you it upload on like everything for you wow yeah it's a free (laughs) Yeah, free app. You just use your phone. Yeah, it's you all free. use your phone, don't you, for a mic? Uh, yeah, I have a bunch of stuff. I also have a friend who is a really good producer. Good. That uh, he's, um, he's going to help me. Sweet. Man, I'm excited for your future, dude. Like, oh. oh I'm gonna, excited, oh, I'm too. I'm so excited. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> this is going to be nice. Um, so I'm not an emotional guy whatsoever um like i you can ask my wife like i don't think she's ever seen me cry or even come close to crying right i take that back i was at church one day Uh, but anyways um and your story just coupled with this chapter we're about to go over it it, i i lost it like i was like sitting here like hiding my eyes a little bit but um, (laughs) yeah no so legitimately like I, I don't you know this this chapter we're about to go over is it's matthew chapter 27 so it's jesus's crucifixion chapter and mm-hmm. you know i've never <sighs> i've never related uh, i guess to the crucifixion aspect but while i was reading this chapter it's like you know when you read a book or you're watching a show and like your favorite character like dies <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. Which, which, yeah which obviously jesus is like the main character here but like i don't I've, I've read it before but i've never read it to the degree where i genuinely cared like i did while i was reading so i was reading it and i was like oh my goodness and like i felt the the i don't know the badness the weight <laughs> for lack of better terms the weight i guess the weight yeah and then your story on top of that like this is about to be yeah a heck of a heaven. dude this is a tearjerker episode i need to put a warning at the end of this one. <laughs> right like, warning sad episode man <laughs> That. <laughs> okay. So, so, Luke, you have definitely been 
through something and god has definitely revealed himself to you through that and oh now. yeah and yeah. now for the rest of your life you're going to continue to push forward and honoring god and glorifying god and all that you do so i have one question for you now one last question before we get into the, the crucifixion story if you had one message or one thing that you want anybody who could ever listen to this this live or this podcast or whatever what's something unique to you that god has shown you and what uh, what message would you want to tell them uh yeah, I was I was thinking about this earlier. My connection just kind of glitched out, but I know what you said. Um, I think the main thing I would I was wanting to say is that I wanted to tell people that God does answer prayers mm. because, uh, oh man, when it when it comes to me, at least just like He always does answer the prayer. It's just a it's a matter of timing. Yeah, and uh, like you can genuinely cry out to him about your troubles and he, he will respond. And in the best, like even no is good. Wow. And yeah. uh, that's just what was put on my heart here. I needed that. But uh, people forget that he's a God who answers and they just, it's just big man in the sky. And <laughs> he's just up there just chilling, just yeah. watching. He's in, he's heavily involved down here. Yeah, you absolutely. can you can talk to him. It's crazy, isn't it? It's a uh, it's kind of kind of funny you say that. Um, you know how? Jeez, uh, I just lost my my thought process. Oh, that he can use the good and the bad, and even if it's a no, you know he can use that. Um, it'll yeah, be, it'll be for your good. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, you know that's that's a part of the the chapter, and that part of what I was going to talk about. So. Um, that's that's truly an amazing thing. Like if there's if there's ever one thing that you know, because like you know the Bible says to be thankful in all circumstances, not just for everything, right? So even when we're in the midst of our valleys or when we're at our lows, when we have that cold steel pressed against our head, it's. I love that lyric, by the way. Dude, it's so um, powerful. Oh man. It's always important to know that God is that God is near. You know that God is there and. When you're in the the tough situations, it's hard to remember that that uh, even even that of all things can be used for his good. Like, like Luke, you wouldn't be yeah. on this podcast had you not experienced that and had you not made a song about it. Yeah, I wouldn't have seen your videos. Um, yeah, who like that's that is what is so cool. Yeah, is that yeah. the fact that it was it's the lowest point in my life, but um, the the way it's impacted other people is far beyond anything that I have ever I have ever been a part of. Yeah, man. And that's, like, that's so there's cool. just a reason. There's just a reason for everything, and it's yeah. a it's a good reason. I'm yeah. telling you, there is nothing like a testimony. Like a testimony, like oh, testimonies are one of the most powerful things. I believe I love them. Oh yeah, yeah they're great. They're great. All right, let's dive into it. Okay. How do we? Um, how do we like up that? Like that was pretty. That was. No. Like, yeah, I want. Yeah, I want follow to end- that up. <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot. I hope you guys enjoyed. I'm kidding. Yeah. Oh man. Jeez. That was man. You are awesome. Why'd you gotta say that? (laughs) You are. You are too. You are too. I'm so. I love the TikTok. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And the podcast, guys. Well, I appreciate it. It's funny. I've listened to like all of them. Yeah. (laughs) Well, then I guess you know how Codus and I started. I think we talked about on a podcast. Yeah. Right. I don't think so. Uh, I think I that was on an Instagram live. Was it? Yeah. Oh, well, 
Codis and I met on TikTok. So TikTok's just kind of like the meeting place of all things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. God is using something bad for something good. Because TikTok, yeah, that, bad side, yeah. I'm telling you, dude. Mm, like when you first is, get on TikTok, bad. you have to like mess with the algorithm so much to get off that bad stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like, true. It's so stupid. Mm. So true. And it, it's, yeah. yeah, just another example of God mm. using bad for good. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is oh, I'm so okay, this. Okay, okay, we just got to get into it. We can't delay yeah. anymore because I, I want, I, I want Luke to be a part of this whole thing. So we're gonna have to rush through this, but stop at the. This could be a hard one to rush through, though. I'm it gonna, is. I'm gonna cry. I'm right. Okay. So <laughs> this is Matthew chapter 27. This is Jesus' crucifixion. In the previous chapter, we, you know what? I'm gonna stop and pray for a second. Uh, all right. Dear God, thank you for today. <laughs> thank you for Luke and who he is as a person. Thank you for delivering him through the, the the valleys of his life, God. And thank you for allowing us all to meet and to grow and for allowing us to meet on this, this worldly app so that we could grow together in you and ultimately lead others to you, God. Thank you for uh, being abundant in your grace and your love and your mercy and continue to guide us, guard us, and protect us and to use this podcast in such a way that we can change somebody's life. God, we pray for the opportunities to do so, and we pray for more opportunities to grow, or sorry, to go and make disciples of all nations. So, God, give us the opportunity, despite the cost that it may give us, because, God, we're called to be servants. Your word says the greatest among, among which Jesus is speaking, but greatest among you must be servants, God, and we want to be that servant. Give us the opportunity to serve and to grow in you, and all these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, this is Matthew chapter 27. So, <laughs> I could give a backstory on 26, but here's the thing. It starts out with Jesus getting bound. Um, the priests of the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they bound Jesus, uh, presumably with like ropes and stuff like that, and they led him away. Um, they took him to Pontius Pilate, who was the Roman governor at the time. Um, and so when uh, Judas, the, it, it kind of has like a little side story here, but it says that when Judas realized that Jesus was going um, to, to die, that Judas then became remorseful. Um, and so he regretted his decision to, you know, to sell out Jesus for the 30 pieces of silver. So Judas then took the silver back to the, the, the Pharisees, the, the people that the high priest that he sold Jesus out to. And he said, look, take it. And mm-hmm. they, they wouldn't take it. Um, and they actually rejected the money. Um, and so he threw the coins down and he, and he hung himself. And so the priests that are looking at the money after Judas left and, uh, which he threw it down while they're standing in the temple. And uh, they said, well, this money can't be wasted. And But they didn't give it to the temple. They said, this this money's bad. Like, this is blood money. We can't give this to the temple. And so um, it wasn't pure enough for the church. So what they did was they went and they bought a field. Um, and this, this field was, uh, they, they basically bought it as a cemetery for foreigners. Um, and from my understanding, uh, I think Judas hung himself in that field. I could be yeah, wrong. that's what I believe. Yeah, I think uh, so. But uh, so this actually fulfilled a prophecy, um, and I don't have the prophecy written. Um, oh, yes, I do. It's uh, mentioned in Jeremiah and Zechariah. Um, but well, a, I didn't know this was a prophecy that was filled. Yeah, yeah, I'll read it to you. So this is the prophecy. Um, it says, they took the 30 pieces of silver, the price at which was valued by the people of Israel, and purchased the potter's field as the Lord directed. Wait, That's, what? Yeah, they called Well, it. I didn't know that. Yeah, what? yeah, 100%. Um, Man, so Judas they, was a rat from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> well, God is all known by all means, but this is oh, what I yeah. want to point out. I thought this was really interesting. It says at the end of the prophecy, as the Lord directed. Yeah. 
So this is exactly what you're talking about, Luke. God yeah. knew the bad that was going to happen. God, of course, in order for us to be saved, all of us, Jesus had to die on that cross. And so mm. in order for scriptures to be fulfilled completely, not just partially, completely, there was this prophecy in there about selling Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver. But it says the, uh, the Pharisees purchased the potter's field as the Lord directed. So while, I mean, when you look at the context of all throughout Matthew, we know that the Pharisees and Sadducees, they mistake God's word all the time. Like they, yeah. they twist it and all these things. Yeah. Um, but it says, as the Lord directed. So they listened to God in this moment mm. to buy the potter's field. Now, whether, whether God influenced that decision or maybe God spoke to them in some way about it, either way, they followed as the Lord directed here. And so they bought that potter's field. Um, so, yeah, so God uses good and bad to accomplish his good. Yes, he um, does. And so um, I want to point out, though, that his will or in his will, all actions have been taken into account. So he knows what you're going to do. It doesn't matter like how fast you run or how fast you try to get away. God has taken into the account that the actions that you will take and your future actions have already been in consideration or taken into account for his or for all of his will. I just think it's so incredibly neat. It just goes to show who God is or, you know, how vast he is. That is and yeah. great. Um, but anyways, back to it. So um, the Pharisees, they, they look at, or sorry, um, not Pharisee, Pilate. He looks at Jesus. Because remember, the Pharisees just took him to Pilate. And so Pilate looks at Jesus and says, are you the king of the Jews? <laughs> and Jesus, classic, if we look at the last chapter, he says, you said it. <laughs> That's like the only words Jesus has said for the last like day at this point is you said it. He said it to Judas. He said it to the Pharisees. And now he said it to Pilate. And all he's saying is you said it. Everything else, he's remaining quiet. Um, so then Pilate says, you do hear the charges being brought against you, right? And Jesus just stays silent. And we talked savage, this, right? But we talked <laughs> about this in the last, the last chapter. And it's like th this man, Jesus, he knows. Of course, I say this man, this God as well. Um, but he knows. <laughs> Jesus. He knows what he has to do. And because of that, he's not going to argue against the claims made against him, even though, um, and we, we saw it in the last chapter, some of them are lying just so that they could have a case, a quote-unquote case against Jesus. Um, yeah. And so, but Jesus isn't denying any of the claims. He's not denying the claim that he's the son of God. He's not denying any of the false accusations. He's just staying silent. Um, and so it's funny, though, because it says that Pilate knew that the priests arrested Jesus out of their own envy and that he was an innocent man. That's what the Bible says. But Pilate, Pilate knew this. Um, so here's a, a little backstory, and this is what it says in this chapter as well, but Every year on Passover, the governor, which was Pilate in this instance, uh, was able to release a prisoner. And this, this prisoner was anybody that the people wanted. So there's this man named Barabbas. And this Barabbas guy, we don't necessarily know what he did, at least Matthew doesn't tell us, um, to be in prison. But he was in prison. We know that much. And so he brought Barabbas out of prison and said, and this is Pilate talking to the crowd. He's like, look, you can free Jesus or you can free Barabbas because this is Pilate. He knows that Jesus is an innocent man. He's trying to give him one last shot at being free, right? Because he knows he's innocent. There's no point in killing an innocent man. And so he offers up Jesus or Barabbas. And so after he offers this, uh, this is it's kind of interesting here. After he offers up Barabbas and Jesus to the crowd, um, the crowd is talking amongst themselves and Pilate sits down on his judgment seat and his wife hands him a letter. And the, the, the letter said, 
leave that innocent man alone. I had a nightmare about him last night. That's what the wife said about, about Jesus to Pilate in the letter. And so while Pilate, I'm presuming, um, was talking with his wife, the priest, this is while the crowds were kind of murmuring about who to pick, the priests were telling the people to vote to save Barabbas. And so then Pilate stood up and he said, okay, who should I release? And then the crowd unanimously shouts, Barabbas! And so then they shout, crucify Jesus! And so Pilate's like, why? He's committed no crime. Why would I crucify him? And, okay, so this is where I start getting emotional because I, I, this is, okay. <laughs> you need All a right. hug? I got no, you. I, I, if I could take one, I would take one, okay? <laughs> All right. But Pilate then says, I'm innocent of this man's blood, referring to Jesus. He says, this is yeah. on you. And so then the audacity of these people, they're like, his blood is on us and our children. Yeah. And, yeah. So do you think Bravis was like, do you think he believed he was the Messiah then? Or do you think he was just like, no, he's just an innocent guy? Well, um, you know, I'm going to be honest. It doesn't say, but yeah. I don't, I don't think Bravis cared. I think he saw the opportunity to be free and that's mm-hmm. all he could care about was his unselfishness. Well, um, no, no, I'm not, I didn't mean Bravis. I meant, uh, the, the, the governor guy. Pilot. Oh, then yeah. Re- restate the question. Do you think Pilot was like, he knew that he was the Messiah or did you think he was just an innocent man? Um, no telling. I don't think. I, yeah. I think I think he probably had inclinations. Like he knew that Jesus was performing these miracles, mm-hmm. and he knew all this stuff. Like the Romans were very aware of the Jewish. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm sure Pilate was aware of the, what the scripture said and what the claims against Jesus were. And so I'm sure he was he was a little bit well read on the matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure he probably leaned towards him being the Messiah, but it didn't matter to him because he wasn't a Jew anyway. So like he yeah. didn't care, right? Um, but, uh, in a minute, I want to talk about Barabbas a little bit more. Um, but I want to say this first. So Pilate then released Barabbas and then despite what his beliefs were, he remember Pilate washed his hand, you know, metaphorically cleansing him of the, the blood of Jesus. And so he ordered Jesus to be crucified because that is what everybody called for. And so Jesus was then flogged by a, a lead tipped whip. So back in that day, they would tie like, uh, I guess like rocks or sometimes even bone to the end of like yeah. the, the leather whip, and they, that's, that's what it was is like flogging. If you uh, ever seen the Passion of the Christ, it like it yeah. demonstrates it so well. Like I don't yeah. know, Luke, if you've ever seen that movie, but it is so yeah. emotional because like in it, yeah, they are it way too like, good at acting, yeah. man. I'm telling you, like, yeah, that was way too it's, accurate. For it's sure, honestly, like the most painful thing imaginable. Yeah, he literally took the most like painful torture glass. that anyone could have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and medically speaking, the blood loss alone associated with that mm-hmm. could probably kill a man. So the fact that he survived that and then had to carry his cross is, is beyond me. But man, with, oh man. So we'll we'll get into that in a minute. So he got flogged, right? This man brutally mm-hmm. beaten. Like this would expose bone. Now scriptures say that his bone would not be crushed or bone would not be broken. So he didn't break a bone during the flogging. However, Flesh was definitely ripped apart. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. Not even a question. Yeah, without without question. So then after that, after the flogging, the Roman soldiers took him to be crucified. Mm-hmm. Now, I told you a minute ago I want to talk about Barabbas. The reason I, I – and like I said, I'm not emotional. But the reason I feel emotional about this is because we are Barabbas. Now, there's no record of Barabbas looking over and saying, thank you, Jesus. No, no, no. He didn't do that. 
Oh, no, this is beautiful. Say that again. I see. I see where you're going. This is great. Yeah. So, Jesus stood there, silent, knowing, for, like full well, knowing God's will. And just before that, in chapter 26, we see that Jesus is saying, "God, let your will be done." Let. Yeah. And so, in this moment, by not saying anything, he's saying, "God, let them have Barabbas." Man. And so Jesus knew that the Father would have to treat Jesus like Barabbas so that he could treat Barabbas like Jesus. <laughs> and people, the, the, keep in mind, no, the people did not set Barabbas free. It was the love of God that set Barabbas free, that set us free. Because It's we, a really good point. That's a really good point. Because we're Barabbas. Yeah. We are so undeserving of being free. We're so undeserving of God's love, but yet, he gives it to us, and he sacrificed himself, his son. Uh, yeah. And we got to make that a t-shirt. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but that's why <laughs> I relate, because I am not deserving of being set free. I'm not, I, I ought to be bound in chains in prison like Barabbas was. But yeah. yet, because God allowed Jesus to die on that cross, you and I are able to be set free from our chains, just like Barabbas was. Yeah. Wow. We're Anyways. just selfishly, yes. just selfishly trying to earn our own freedom. Before. Yeah, I thought of it in that point that we are Barabbas. Like, man, I feel very just Ugh. sad now. Right, and and you made a really <laughs> good point, Luke. Like, we we strive to to rid our, ourselves of our chains, but this obviously this isn't a work based salvation. We are saved yeah. by grace through faith, and likewise, Barabbas did nothing to be saved here. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Literally, it was by the will of God that he was saved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Likewise, with us, we are saved. Obviously, if we end up being saved, we it's part of the will of God. But anyways, that's also our choice. But that's not a topic for today. That's predestination yeah. versus free will. But <laughs> I love that conversation, by the way. But anyways, we are Barabbas. And Barabbas was a bad man. By all yeah. He, he was a man that, and, and this is what God knew, of course, and what we can now recognize. He was a man that probably would never turn to God. Through Christ. But God chose to love Barabbas anyways. Even even if Barabbas never turned to God through Christ. God chose Barabbas anyways. And so that's even. Like we're all saved in this conversation. But for the people that might be listening. If they aren't saved. God still chose Barabbas. I got goosebumps. Yeah. Man. Same. I love to hate it, or I hate to love it. I don't know which one, but I guess I love it because I'm Barabbas. But anyways, moving on. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so the soldiers, they stripped Jesus down. They took his clothes off. They gave mm-hmm. him a, a scarlet robe and gave him a crown of thorns and gave him a reed uh, stick uh, so that he could hold it as a scepter. And then it says that they spit on him. They hit him. Uh, over the head with a scepter. Imagine being hit over the head with a giant stick where you have a crown of thorns, so the thorns are being dug into your skull even further. Jesus then had to carry his cross after that mocking, by the way. Jesus had to then carry his cross. And I hate that my camera is so high because I can't look up at it. But Jesus had to then carry his cross. And then this man named Simon helped Jesus carry it. I heard that Jesus's shoulders were actually like dislocated. Maybe that's when he set him up on the cross, but I like it was either when he was carrying the cross or when he was set up, but his shoulders like dislocated and like jolted. I don't know if they were dislocated, but I'll tell you what. 
if I just got flogged on my back and well, my sides, my shoulders yeah. would not mm-hmm. be willing to hold up the weight of a. And he probably three. has like a concussion or something, like getting Truly. knocked in the noggin with thorns with a giant digging stick. in. Yeah, with the with the thorns going into. Yeah, this man was not being uh, <laughs> living pleasurably by any means. No, yeah, um, definitely not fit to carry a cross. Like <laughs> no, no, no and this thing, this thing is heavy too. Health. Like this wasn't just no <laughs> stick. This was like yeah. logs. Yeah. And and yeah. like like we like we talked about with the flogging, like this man was dying of not really, but like the blood loss alone was worthy to kill him. And like George Washington, he died from bloodletting, which I don't know if you know what that is, but he basically died because they pulled too much blood out. And so essentially Jesus is carrying a giant tree while he is borderline bled out. Like it's absolutely insane. But then this man named Simon helped Jesus carry. Now I don't know it's it's so- Go ahead. Uh, I looked it up. The weight of the cross is estimated to be around 300 pounds. You're kidding. Like, imagine being flogged and you have to carry that thing like miles, yeah. too. Like, they made him it's carry It's probably more of a drag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it probably is at that point. And what's even worse is, like, you know good and well he fell many a times. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so he'd have to pick up the whole weight, like the dead weight of that. Then just to start Man. to just like it all back over. That'd be I love insane. Jesus. I'll tell you what. Well, we better. <laughs> Man <laughs> yeah. died for us. Um, but Man, so here's sad. It is. Now, here's my thought. Now, Matthew says that the Roman guard ordered somebody, a man named Simon, to help Jesus carry the cross. Now, I don't know if it was because Jesus fell and then the man jumped in and he's like, you know what? Go ahead and help him because Jesus obviously couldn't carry it any further. Um, or if it was just because the Romans saw the guy in it and told a nearby guy to say, hey, go help him. I don't know. Either way, a man named Simon helped him carry it. Now, how – How? I, it, here's my thought. I want to be that guy. I want to be the man named Simon that helped carry Jesus' cross. Mm-hmm. Jesus was in the midst of his persecution. Jesus was in the midst of, of – of, <laughs> he was down bad, right? That like guy here. literally picked up his cross daily. Yeah. And <laughs> and how how – good of a situation would you be in faith-wise to be standing beside the man who's there to save you helping him carry his cross like you are you are helping this man fulfill god so was simon saved then was simon a christian i don't know well you know i guess we'll find out someday but yeah i'll be in heaven Uh, i'll be like simon simon if i I remember (laughs) right now of course this obviously isn't the disciple of simon peter this is a different man named simon and if i remember right he's a slave of somebody's yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, so anyways, moving on, because I'm trying to get through this. That way we, we can have loot for the whole thing. Um, we're actually kind of almost at the end. Um, so Simon helped Jesus carry his cross, and they went to this place called Golgotha, which means Golgotha. place. Yeah, Golgotha. Kind of sounds luminous. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or ominous. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, but it's, it's it means place of the skull. So... Another uh, equivocal term that we have is a uh, death valley, maybe just something that sounds like it, it yeah. reeks of, of rotting flesh and death. And no thanks, but that's where they, they crucified <laughs> Jesus at. So this is actually kind of interesting here. This next part, I never I don't I don't know that anybody's ever told me this and I don't remember from my, my own personal studies. But so the soldiers actually offered Jesus wine mixed with something called bitter gall. Um, so if you don't know what bitter gal or gall is um it's basically a narcotic and it was meant to to ease pain and so they offered jesus this thing to to rid him of at least most of his pain 
And Jesus refused it. He refused to accept an ease of the punishment because obviously Jesus knew the punishment that he was taking on. He was taking on the weight of the world, the sins of the world. And so Jesus, knowing full well what he was doing, he wanted to take on every last bit of pain that there was. So he didn't take an anesthetic. He didn't take a narcotic. He didn't take this, uh, this pain relief, bitter gall. Instead, he, he chose to suffer the full amount in full sobriety. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, I don't know about you, Codus and Luke, and I, I'm not like whenever I drink, it is never to be drunk, right? No, I've never drank my life. So, <laughs> yeah, but I will say. If I was in this moment, I would be getting hammered to try to not feel anything, <laughs> you know? And I, Yeah, I'd be desperate. Yeah, I'd be like... Something to ease it. Because, I mean, like, man, like, actually, like, listening to this and just thinking about, like, it makes me feel, like, unworthy of this. Like, like I, I, like, I feel so bad that he had to go for, like, through this. And it's just, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Like, that's exactly the point. That yeah. We are not yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's so crazy to me. It just goes to show how to the extent that Jesus knew exactly what he was doing and he was willing to do it for you and me. It's absolutely yeah. crazy to me. Um, so Jesus suffered the full amount in full sobriety. So then they nailed him to the cross. The the uh, <laughs> okay, they nailed him to the cross. This, in fact, so the the soldiers gambled over Jesus' clothes beneath him. And then they hung a sign above his head on the cross that said, Jesus, King of the Jews, mocking him, of course. And so Jesus sitting there, or I guess standing, uh, exasperated because of the blood loss and because he can't breathe, because he's having to push up on his nail-driven feet, scraping his uh, flog back up against the splintery wooden cross just to lift up to breathe. And then, of course, to, to inhale again, or I guess to exhale, he would have to sag back down, scrape his back down against the wooden cross again, just to feel the, the holes in his hands and his feet. And again, all of his weight would be on those holes. Anyways, he'd have to keep doing that over and over and over again until ultimately he'd run out of, like, he can't breathe anymore, right? Which we talked about that in the existence of God and how um, the Bible proves the, the, how there's pericardial, um, what, what was effusion? There it is. Um, and how fluid filled around Jesus' heart because yeah. of that's what happens during crucifixion, um, mm-hmm. which they didn't know that back then. Obviously, we know it now because modern medicine. But anyway, weren't they like stabbing the sides of him too up there, like with spears that are just poking his side? Yeah, like, that just I, like oh man, yeah. like yeah. it's so they, terrible. They like would break their legs in the morning to see if they were still alive. Ooh, yeah, oh, which yeah. which they I forgot about that, but they chose not to do it with, uh, with Jesus. Um, I forgot because he ended up walking three days later. They they didn't do it. Yeah. They didn't do it because they were like, this guy's for sure dead. If I remember. Yeah. Yeah, That's what you would think after like, because his body, Mm -hmm. like you could see his insides. I guarantee you, you could see his insides. Well, here's the thing. Like, Codis, I don't think you've ever seen a dead body. Hopefully Luke, you hadn't either. Um, But I have been to a funeral. Well, I mean, like a, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. A freshly dead body. Yeah. Um, so, and and Luke, I don't know if I told you, I was an EMT. I worked in the ER and ambulance, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, he's so, not a murderer. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, so it's, and I don't know if y'all hunt, but I do. Yeah. Uh, and and I do. Body, bodies get cold fairly quickly. Like, I, mm-hmm. and, uh, Mega Morris kicks in super fast. 
Yeah, exactly. especially with deer. Oh yeah. Um, so once once that heart stops pounding, blood stops moves, moving. Of course, if blood stops moving, the muscles can't get its uh, its Ooh. oxygen, its nutrients, and so they aren't moving. It's not the friction is not generating heat. Um, anyways, so it, you cool off fairly quickly. Um, but anyways, so the the Roman soldiers definitely knew when somebody was dead. They'd been cold. They wouldn't move. They wouldn't talk. They wouldn't have done anything. But on top of that. They would, like you said, they'd break their legs to get them one off of the cross or with, in Jesus' case, since they didn't break his legs, they stabbed him with a spear in the side. And so Man. we'll get into it. And I think it's the next chapter where when they stab him with the spear, uh, both water and blood come out. And that's evidence of the pericardial effusion. Um, but anyways, so moving on, because we're, we're almost done, Luke, and I know you're about to get off. Um, but there's two criminals beside him up on that mountain. They're both yeah. being crucified as well. And so um, it says that people mocked, and they, these are both, I, I, like I said, criminals that are on the cross, but people were mocking, walking by and mocking Jesus and these, these criminals, but specifically Jesus, because they're like, if you, if, if you are the son of God, then, then get off the cross, you know, have God save you. Uh, and then they're saying, like, you could save others, but you couldn't save yourself. Um, and then, of course, actually, both of the criminals here, which I didn't know this either, for, I didn't remember it at least, but both of the criminals joined in on the uh, ridiculing him with saying that stuff. So we know um, in other chapters of the Bible, uh, one of the criminals finds salvation while he's yeah. being crucified. And so I thought it was very interesting that even after, okay, even this just goes to show the love of Jesus. Even after this man ridiculed him, both of them being crucified on the cross, Jesus mustered up enough energy, despite the pushing up on his whole driven feet, looking over at his neighbor on the crucified cross and said, today you'll be with me in paradise after being ridiculed by him. Like, come on. That's crazy. It doesn't like, I, I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> I'd be pretty like, no, yeah. no, I'm pretty mad at you. Like, yeah, I can't yeah. Jesus. I know that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's insane. So, okay. So this is actually really cool. Cool. Okay. So I'm going to read you. Um, Matthew 27, verse 45. Okay. Um, I turn, turn the page. Okay. So at noon, this is, this is it. Jesus is dying. Okay. At noon, darkness oh, fell. Yeah, no, this part. Darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. At about three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice. Eli, Eli, lemme sabachthani. Which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? <gasps> so sad. But, but this is what, this is what's insane. You ready for this? Okay, God, Jesus in the flesh, or sorry, Jesus, God in the flesh. Do you really think that God abandoned Jesus in that moment? No, no. no. Why? Why do we think that Jesus himself says, why have you abandoned me? Because in Psalms chapter 22, it starts out in verse one. It says, this is David writing, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Jesus, in his last breath, is quoting scripture. And so, now, if you don't believe me, hear me out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, just skip through and read a few verses in, in, in Psalms 22. But literally, I want you, any, anybody listening, I want you to go read Psalms 22. And literally, every single verse can be applied to Jesus in this moment. So, it says, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away when I groan for help? Every day I call to you, my God, but you do not answer. Every night I lift my voice, but I find no relief. Yet you are holy and thrown on the praises of Israel. Our ancestors trusted in you and you rescued them. They cried out to you and you were saved. They trusted in you and were never disgraced. But I am a worm and not a man. I am scorned and despised by all. 
Everyone who sees me mocks me. They sneer and shake their heads saying, is this the one who relies on, I guess I'm just going to read the whole chapter. Is this the one who relies <laughs> on the Lord? Then they let the Lord say, or sorry, then let the Lord save him. That literally <laughs> everything to a yeah. is, is in this moment. Man. Then let the Lord save him. If the Lord loves him so much, let the Lord rescue him. Yet you brought me safely from my mother's womb and led me to trust you at my mother's breast. I was thrust into your arms at my birth. You have been my God from the moment I was born. Do not stay so far from me, my for trouble is near and no one else can help me. My enemies surround me like a herd of bulls. Fierce bulls of Bashan have hemmed me in. Like lions, they open their jaws against me, roaring and tearing to the prey. My life is poured out like water and all of my, bo- my bones are out of joint. There you go, Codus. Yeah. My heart is like wax melting within me. My strength has dried up like sunbaked. This clay. is insane. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth that you have laid me in the dust and left me for dead. My enemies surround me like a pack of dogs and evil gang closes in on me. They have pierced my hands and feet. Psalms 22. Oh. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all of my bones. My enemies stare at me and gloat. They divide my garments amongst themselves and throw dice oh. for my clothing. Literally word for word here. Oh, yeah. Lord, do not stay far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to my aid. Save me from the sword. Spare my precious life from these dogs. Snatch me from the lion's jaws and from the horns of these wild oxen. So Jesus is saying, God. <laughs> I have never me. noticed this when I read that. Yeah, he's saying, God, take me from this. He says, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among the assembled people. Praise the Lord, all you who fear him. Honor him with all you descendants of Jacob. Show him. So now, obviously, through this uh, quote, Jesus is speaking to the Jews around him at this point. So praise the Lord, all you who fear him. Honor him, all you descendants of Jacob. Show him reverence, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not ignored or belittled the suffering of the needy. He has not turned his back on them, but has listened to their cries for help. I will praise you in the great assembly. I will fulfill my vows in the presence of those who worship you. The poor will eat and be satisfied. All who seek the Lord will praise him. Their hearts will rejoice with everlasting joy. The whole earth will acknowledge the Lord and return to him. All the families of the nations will bow down before him. For the royal power belongs to the Lord. He rules all the nations. Let the rich of the earth feast and worship. Bow before him, all who are mortal, all whose lives will end as dust. Our children will also serve him. Future generations will hear about the wonders of the Lord. His righteous acts will be told to those not yet born. This is the last line. They will hear about everything he has done. This is word (laughs) for word, dude. Like, that was crazy. That's crazy. Word for word. And this is like years before, too. So, yeah, no, David was, I think, 14 generations before Jesus. Uh, Man, and you're telling me the Bible's not real. (laughs) So, (laughs) I say all of that when, this is what's really cool. So, when Jesus said, um, Eli, 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 something along those lines, the people (laughs) thought that Elijah was about to come to save him. Now, scriptures say that uh, Elijah was ought to come back. Of course, we talked about this in previous chapters. John the Baptist was the spirit of Elijah, Jesus said. Um, but people were waiting for the physical body of Elijah to come back. And so they're like, wait, Jesus is summoning Elijah with this. And obviously he wasn't. Um, but they knew that he was quoting scripture with that. So they knew in the moment what he was saying. So then it says, Jesus shouted again. This is after saying, Eli, 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 He says, Jesus shouted again and released his spirit. So Jesus said, God, he said, God, take this cup from me. And he shouts one last time. It's like, I imagine like a, uh, I don't know. I, I imagine the movie like 300, like when, I don't know, when like a, a really good warrior is about to die. He goes, like, yeah. Ah! And just like a one last cry and then he dies kind of thing. I imagine that like Jesus. And so it says he released his spirit. I do want to state that. I mean, that a lot of people, like it even says in scripture, there's a big blackout, but a lot of like, 
I don't know, scientists or whatever, they believe there's a big like lunar eclipse at this time too, mm-hmm. yep. which is kind of more proof. And I don't know, I don't know about you guys, um, but if I just killed someone claiming to be the Messiah, and then the sky went black, I would be like, uh oh, I made a mistake. Well, <laughs> like, you and uh, <laughs> yeah, facts though, but like you and the Roman soldiers both, both. Like, let's look at it. So it says at that moment the curtain in the temple split. Um, yeah, the torn was veiled. The torn was veiled. The veil was torn. The veil was torn. <laughs> Earthquakes uh, occurred. Rocks split and tombs open. Funny how tombs open. But um, it says that when the tombs opened, the bodies of godly men and women were raised from the dead, and they went to the cemetery. Or sorry, and they went from the cemetery to the holy city of Jerusalem. Now, this is what I want to talk about: the Roman soldiers. <laughs> people listening, are like, you really just going to skip over zombies? Yes, I'm going to skip over zombies. <laughs> But it says Roman soldiers were terrified because of the earthquake and all these things happening. And it says, and they, they, it says they, and their quote, he really was the son of God. Man, like, what, what are you even doing in that situation? Because you don't have the New Testament to be like, <laughs> right. you know, I need to repent for my sins and stuff. Like, yeah. you're just like, uh-oh. I would this go find, good. yeah, I would go find the disciples for all I was worth and be like, <laughs> yeah. guys, you got to tell me how to fix this. Well, um, you want to be able to find Judas, but. Well, you got a point. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, bad. Sorry, that was so dark. <laughs> well, he deserved that joke. Um, yeah, but uh, so and and this is uh, the last thoughts here. So uh, we're wrapping up since Luke. You probably got to go here in a minute. But Mary Magdalene and uh, Mary, which is Jesus's mom, and the sons of thunder. So that's uh, Jane, sorry, John and James. Yeah, uh, their mom there. So the, the two Marys and then two of the disciples' mom was there watching from a distance. And so keep that in mind. So then Joseph, Joseph of Aramea, who was a uh, basically a Pharisee, but he was a follower of Jesus. Um, so he was an ex-Pharisee, if you will. Mm. Um, he went to Pilate, and then he got special permission um, to get Jesus' body and bury it in a tomb. And so this tomb uh, was actually interesting because Joseph had actually hand-carved this tomb for himself for when he died. Um, and so mm. he got Jesus' body wrapped him in clean linen and put him in the tomb that he had made for himself. Um, and so, um, but so then uh, it's, while he was doing this, it says that both Mary, so Mary Magdalene and Mary, Jesus' mother was watching. Um, and so I, I imagine. Man, that had to be tough. Right. I imagine those, they were distraught. Um, so, and then last two thoughts here. The priest heard about this they the priest heard that jesus was going to be buried in the tomb and they knew what jesus had said about how he would rise from the dead in three days so they went to Pilate and they said can you please guard jesus's tomb just for three days just to ensure that the, the, the disciples won't steal jesus body because if they steal his body then their claims will be true in the eyes of the people and we don't want that there'll be there's be a huge uproar we can't have that so Pilate says you know what take the guards do with them whatever you need to and so they did, and it says that the guards sealed the tomb as best it could. And that's it. That is where Matthew chapter 27 ends. <laughs> man. That's emotional, wow. man. That's my new favorite episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. So, um, I feel bad for the people watching live, because I, I didn't look up, like, at all the entire time. Um <laughs> But uh, my head was looking down. But so, Luke, I don't know if you got to go on like the next 30 seconds or the next five minutes. Oh, no. You got time. Okay. Um, What do you think? Like, tell us your thoughts. Like, 
um, and Codis to you as well. I, let's just let's all kind of share in our, our thoughts here. Um, this this chapter spoke to me more than any other chapter in Matthew as of yet. I, I can say that with confidence. Yeah. Uh, that. Sure. <laughs> sorry, that sounded. Uh, I don't know. I just I love that. No, no, you're good. I put you on the spot. <laughs> no, wait. What did, what did you say? Because it cut out like right when you started talking. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, what What's something that you took away from, from this chapter? Because I know after reading this chapter, I've taken more away out of this chapter than I have out of any other chapter through Matthew that we've read so far. So what's, uh, what's something that y'all have taken? Oh, gosh. I mean, uh, there's so much here. Obviously, that uh, that Barabbas moment where we are Barabbas, I had never yeah. thought of it that way before. That was the but also, what I, uh, what I liked a lot was um, that correlation between Psalms and then Jesus' cry for help. Yeah. yeah. Was, was insane. insane. I had I, never, like, that's, that's nearly proof. And it's just mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I've never read that or anything. Or, like, I've never, nobody's ever told me that he was quoting scripture. Um, but, I remember I was doing a Bible study one day and I had just finished going over basically like the, I think it was like soon after Easter or something. So like I had the crucifixion story like fresh on my mind. And uh, during this Bible study, it took me to Psalms chapter 22. And I was only reading a few verses. And I was like, wait a second. And uh, so then I read the whole chapter and I was like, so th- that's kind of my theory. I don't know if uh, I'm, I'm 99% certain, of course, Jesus was quoting that scripture. <laughs> I, um, I think so too. I mean, wow. it, it makes logical sense, but I've never been told from a theologian or anything that uh, that's what he was doing. I just, that's my own thoughts. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it makes sense. It's awesome. So, um, but yeah, that's that's definitely, I me being Barabbas or us being Barabbas, I think that's what's going to stick with me the longest. No, yeah, that, that we, hits home. We don't deserve the God we have, and yet he's still like, because yeah. this is like the worst form of torchment that you could ever have. Yeah. And he let his son go through that excruciating pain yeah. just for us. People who, like, mock him. People who betray him. People who don't even care about him. He yeah. still let <laughs> his son die for him. Because there's so many modern Brabuses. Like, yes, we're all Brabuses. But there's little, little literal Brabuses mm-hmm. now. Like, people that mock Jesus. Like, there's people that do it all the, day, all the time on TikTok. Yeah. Like, yeah. we see it all, all day long. And it's just, I don't know, it's crazy that... That Jesus just because he could have left, so he had so many chances to leave. Like the devil gave him so many ways out, and he still endured it all. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, um, do y'all have any uh, any more thoughts before we wrap this one up? I don't think so, man. I'm, I gotta <laughs> cry. Right. I mean, uh, that's just like I don't know. It's just like a a beautifully like simple message that just we are rabbits and then yeah your brain kind of does the rest and it's yeah. very emotional for sure well um for those of you that are listening to either the podcast or um however audio it may be or if you're watching on live you just heard the gospel you just heard why jesus came why he had to die and you know now that he did it for you <laughs> and, and you also learn how undeserving of this love we are and how um, how bad Jesus wanted to do it. He wanted to suffer 
for us. He, he, we know he wanted to do it and he was happy to do it because he refused that wine mixed with bitter gall. Um, <laughs> he wanted to endure all the pain that he possibly could so that you and I could be saved. And Songs of Solomon 8, 6, if you listen to the podcast, you, you probably hear me say this all the time, but it says, for love is as strong as death. And as we as Christians, we see this, we see this death, and we're about to see the resurrection in the next chapter. Um, but Spoiler. we as Christians, yeah, <laughs> we believe that <laughs> Christ's death and resurrection is the single most important thing to ever happen in all of history. And his love for you, if we're going off that Songs of Solomon 8, 6, verse, for love is as strong as death. That means his love for you, the love that he shows you on a daily basis is just as powerful as his death was. And so we all have that choice. We all have this, this never ending choice to choose to love Christ and to choose that, that free gift of love that he extends to us on a daily basis. And so if you haven't made that decision, I just want to let you know that you aren't guaranteed tomorrow. I'm not guaranteed to make it through my sleep tonight. I'm not guaranteed to make it to work tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen. And so if we live life thinking, oh, I've always got tomorrow, well, tomorrow never comes. It's always today. Tomorrow never comes. And if you haven't made that decision, I want you to make it because I, I, I love you enough to tell you the truth. And so if you haven't made that decision, I want you to make that decision. I want you to make it now because, again, you are not promised tomorrow. So if you want to pray that prayer, I want you to repeat Codus's words. All right. So it's a super simple prayer. So just repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Please forgive me and to come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now please help me to live this life for the rest. Please help me to live the rest of this life for you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Well, with, uh, with that being said, if you prayed that prayer for the first time or you, you feel like you were raised in the faith or in a Christian household, but you never really have your own true raw relationship with Christ. Then I, and you prayed that prayer. I want you to reach out to us, um, DM us yes. on Instagram so I can see it. Um, and we want to tell yes. you the next steps. We, we want you to know what to do with this knowledge now that you have it. Um, yeah. and, uh, so please do that. Don't forget. You can find us, um, on Instagram and TikTok, wherever, maybe you can find us, just search Yolt Y O L T Christian podcast. We ought to pop up. Um, so find us there, DM us, let us know if you, you made that decision and uh, we'll tell you your next steps. But, but Luke, um, do you want to, you want to close us out, man? Yeah, of course. Uh, I actually have a verse that uh, I just kind of has put on my heart to share. Do it. And uh, that verse is Romans eight eighteen, And it says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Amen. and uh that is to say that i mean you heard my testimony no matter how mm. bad things get no matter how dark it gets and how much you don't want to be there it doesn't compare to how good it's going to be in the presence of god or how good it is to live with jesus so wow with that being said thanks to all of you <laughs> thanks to all of you sorry and uh godspeed <laughs>